Hey y'all, this is your host, Alexandria Yardley, and you're listening to Paige and Rye and You. We're the podcast that introduces you to small business owners here in the Las Vegas Valley. So whether you like to support local, need some small business advice, or you're just here for the ride, join me every other Monday with a new friend. Uh, Today we're meeting with Michael Coxon. He is a realtor with the Coxon Group, a part of the Standard, a real estate agency. Michael has been a realtor for almost 12 years. He's originally from New York. He and his wife moved here to Vegas 13 years ago. Before becoming a realtor, they owned a stationary boutique called Paper and Home. So, Michael, thank you for joining me today. We'll thank let you, you for having me, finish Alex. talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. New York is in the building. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like, is there a huge difference between the cities? Like, I've only been in New York one time. Oh, like, I mean, it. night and day, yeah. completely different. I love them both for entirely different oh, yeah. reasons. Uh, I say New York's a great place to visit. Yeah, uh, I'm really right. <laughs> proud to be from there. I love New York City, uh, but I love living in Las Vegas That's and fun. visiting New York. People love it. I, I grew up here, and I didn't realize that wasn't like a common thing. Yes. People are always like, wait, you grew up here? And my mom did too. So it's mm-hmm. like I'm this, my grandma was the one who moved here from Utah, so not far. Yeah. But uh, I didn't realize it wasn't common. But No, it's not. Like, now, so like 12 years ago, 13 years ago now, when my wife and I moved here, like, mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody from oh, here. Yeah. And now I know a lot of people from here, and I'm now starting to meet people who were like born and raised yeah. in Summerlin, which Summerlin's only like 30 years oh, old. Oh, yeah, so it's newer part. <laughs> it's the first generation of Summerlinites to like oh, be yeah. born and raised here. So, yeah, people are starting to lay roots down here, and it's oh, yeah. great for the city. Oh, I love it. It's definitely growing. But uh, my mom like will point out places like, when I was little, that was just a big desert lot. And I'm like, oh, well, yep. <laughs> well you're old, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Um, but okay, so let's just uh, jump right into this. So first sure. of all, um, we know you're from New York, but why did you come to Las Vegas? Talk about your family. Um, tell us about you first, and then we'll get sure. into your business. Yeah, family was a big reason. So my wife's from LA. She always wanted to live in New York. Um, she just had a, had an urge. That urge turned out to be me uh, because her first night she went out, we met. Uh, I worked for a music magazine called Wax Poetics. She loved music. She loved the magazine. She came to one of our events. And, it, you know, in hindsight, it was love at first sight. <laughs> oh, uh, I love that. So after about three years in New York, she goes, all right, I'm, I'm done with these winters and this lifestyle. Uh, I want to move back. And her parents had actually retired here uh, in oh. about 2000, 2001. Her mm-hmm. twin sister lived here. So um, over our years in New York, I started visiting outside of like trade shows on the Strip, which was my only, you know, Vegas oh, yeah. experience <laughs> that a lot of people think about. Um, so I got to learn about other parts of the city, mm-hmm. uh, namely Summerlin. Her parents live out here and her sister lives out here. So mm-hmm. after visiting a few times, I was like, all right, I guess I could do this. <laughs> and I'll be perfectly honest with everybody. Uh, I didn't think it was going to last. Um, New Yorkers <laughs> think it's the center of the universe. So I was one of those people. Uh, being in music at the time, I thought maybe we'd end up in L.A. I had friends mm-hmm. there and connections there. I'm like, eh, we'll give Vegas a shot and we'll go. To, to LA. So that was 13 years ago. And here we are. Uh, not only do I love it here, obviously, I'm selling the lifestyle and, and, oh, yeah. and the culture of Las Vegas, which now there is one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love it. That's so fun. Um, I say I love it after every single answer. I'm really trying not to. Well, I'll only say it if you actually love it. Okay, but every time I it. say it, it's sincere. But I think that I've recorded, this is my fifth, I think. Uh-huh. And I notice every every answer and i mean it sincerely in the moment but i'm like i love that everything i'm like no we all have our little quirks so like i I coach real estate agents and Uh we do script practice and and people always have a thing and mine for a while was right on oh really right on that doesn't sound like a new york thing is that a new york phrase i guess so yeah i got it (laughs) from uh, my old boss at the wax poetics magazine he used to always say it it stuck with me mine is let's do this real quick it doesn't matter what it is let's build this house real quick no it's not um okay so uh you said that you were in um the music magazine yeah what did you do for the music uh magazine? sales and marketing oh, sales so and marketing. not the creative so kind side. of always more marketing side yeah okay. definitely and then um you owned the boutique called paper at home so how did like yeah. tell us your business history that led you to be a realtor so one of the reasons we moved here was that as well so uh my wife uh, ended up working at one of the most uh high-end wedding invitation companies in the world in manhattan Mm -hmm. called cc new york um she excelled there uh had a great time working there 
we were starting to plan our our wedding and we were looking at Vegas as a destination oh, yeah. and realized there was a lack of competition considering Las Vegas was the what is the wedding capital of the world. Mm-hmm. We expected there to be a lot more invitation companies. Mm-hmm. So we kind of just looked at each other and said, why don't we start it start one out here? <laughs> like there's plenty there's plenty of competition in New York and not a lot in Las Vegas. So that was another reason why we moved here. Um, we moved here started the company got married all in the same three months oh wow. um, we're crazy like that we make major life changes oh, all yeah. at once it's kind of our thing uh, just jump we, in. yeah we're in the middle of one now we do it every few years it's it's wonderful uh it's just it's funny our personalities are that way so yeah we started it from a bedroom in our uh, home in summerlin um, we had clients visiting us there uh, we met lauren here the owner of page and rye through that world we met a lot of awesome people running it from our house and eventually it got big enough where we needed a little help. And uh, Brooke, my wife, always had a dream of having a stationery store. She's uh-huh. so good at uh, visual merchandising and arrangements. And, and she calls it zhuzhing, just making everything look just right. <laughs> um, so we opened this great little boutique. It was successful. We hired some staff. And at that point, so I actually got licensed in real estate a year after moving here. Uh-huh. Um, that's how fast I fell in love with Las Vegas. So I was doing it part time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the paper, paper home business needed all my attention. Um, I was doing marketing and sales, growing it, uh, networking, meeting people like Lauren. Uh, she used to be in the industry, as your listeners may know. And just as once it once it grew enough where I could kind of back off a little bit and 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 hire is when real estate became full time for me. Uh, I think that was about six or seven years ago, um, and I grew from you know kind of an average agent part-time to full-time. And then I joined a group called the Huser team uh, at Realty One Group and Tom and Serena Huser were my mentors and they threw oil on the fire. That was my real estate passion. And I grew to be their top producer and grew to be in the top 1% in Las Vegas. And just uh, this year I uh, have launched my own team and still have Tom and Serena as my broker. Uh, So it's a nice little family business again, but this time in real estate. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, so does, is your wife still doing paper at home? What is she, what is no. She so we actually sold that company a few mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. It still exists for those of you out there looking for boutique <laughs> wedding invitations. Uh, so she's uh, been kind of, we joke, she's my liaison. Uh, so <laughs> she and I work really well together. We mm-hmm. have opposite skills, which is for anyone out there thinking about having a business with a life partner, uh, you need to have opposite oh, skills. Yeah. That's the only way it works. So we know who does what. <laughs> So uh, I'm kind of more front of house and she's back of house. So Brooke helps with a lot of the admin, accounting, uh, marketing and design still because her background is in design. Um, so all the, the the nice design you might see for me is all her. Um, so yeah, we're, we're good partners in real estate as well. Oh, that's awesome that you can, that you're like meshing enough that you can work together and like be doing life together. Yeah. Because not everyone could. I don't know if I could work with my husband. I love him. Sure. And I love you if you're listening. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think we could work together. So I, that's awesome. That yeah, it's not without its challenges. Yeah. I mean, for sure, we've been through a lot together personally and professionally. But as long as we, you kind of keep a growth mindset and are supportive of one another, um, you, you get through it and it ends up being a beautiful thing. Oh, that's awesome. That's special. And then it, it really fuels your life. Because one of the things that I like about supporting small businesses or local businesses mm-hmm. is that you know that you're supporting that family. Yeah. Like when you're buying this from this person, you might be buying a soccer lesson. You might be buying like for the yes. kids. So you're really like you're supporting husband and wife their whole life. Like that's awesome. Yep. I like that. Agreed. Okay. So let's jump into the Q&A portion. Sure. Um, these are uh, some great questions that you picked. Uh, we'll start with branding. So how did you pick your aesthetic? Uh, I know that you just said that your wife yeah. does a lot of it. Uh, do you still love it as much as you did before? Yeah. Does she still love it? Tell us about <laughs> so that. I, I did sort of allude <laughs> yeah. to that. Um, to me, the aesthetics and branding is is really important. Um, every brand I've been associated with, I felt was, was really high quality design. Um, I'm not a designer. I just love design though. So yeah, uh, my wife designed the logo. Um, I had an opinion or two, but she just knocked it out of the park. Um, designing for yourself is really hard. Designing for others is a little bit easier, but we kind of got lucky with this logo. Um, and I see myself keeping it forever. Oh, that's good. I love it. And then, um, you do a lot of like, how have you progressed with, uh, branding and your aesthetic and like with Instagram, with where reels, reels are becoming more and stuff like that. How do you like to keep your, like all like the 
vibe and it's like all the yep. same. Yeah, I mean, um, fonts, color choices. So we, I have a style guide uh, mm -hmm. at Cox and Group, and that determines like how to use the logo, sizing, uh, colors, fonts, secondary fonts. That's mm -hmm. something I learned from Paper and Home. We okay. we did branding for companies, so mm -hmm. we would provide them these style guides, and that's a way to just keep things consistent. So. You know, I, I recently hired somebody to help me edit videos. They get the style guide, so they know like what what to use and, and how. So that that's how you create consistency. Yeah, yeah. I like that you have like a guide. I need to make one of those. <laughs> yeah, you should. It's super super helpful. Yeah, because mm. it's always hard to pick like what the fonts that go together. You never know. Like, yeah. I I mean I know you can go to school and stuff for that, but I'm like sit there for forever trying to, and I probably overthink it. I'm like, which font looks best on this picture? <laughs> no, you're right. And it's best to kind of hire a professional in this way it's done and mm -hmm. you don't think about it oh, as yeah. much. And then I'm not sitting here for 10 minutes picking right. one you just know font for together. this word. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you can do those 10 minutes could be put towards something else. Exactly. Um, okay, what uh, sets your business apart? Not only from, I know like there's villagers all over the place, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, but not even not just the ones in Vegas, but uh, all realtors, in your opinion, what sets you apart from others in the industry? Like a genuine care for people. Like I am a people person first. I put people first. I treat them as if they were me and my family. I'm very honest in that people respect that. I mean, mm -hmm. people know when you're disingenuine or selfish. Yeah. I have told so many clients to cancel a deal or here's how you mm -hmm. get out of a deal. Like I always just tell them that upfront. Like I'm letting them know, I'm not here yeah. to keep you in a deal you don't want to be in. <laughs> That's good. I'm here yeah. to fulfill your wishes. Mm -hmm. That's what an agent does. Like it's your dream. I'm yeah. making it happen with you. I'm a facilitator. So I don't ever try to interject my own opinion or needs mm -hmm. in front of my clients. I never do that. And people recognize that. And when I, when I deliver on what I promised, mm -hmm. they like to refer me to friends because they, and th that is the ultimate compliment. Okay. I know that I've done my job. Aww. So yeah, that's how I try to stand out. And the branding is cool too, but yeah. <laughs> people first. Yes. Uh, I was going to say before you did, that's how I'm sure that they really, really see that and appreciate that. And then when they refer you, that, that really is the ultimate compliment. I love when people come in here and say, oh, my friend told me about this store. Like that, yeah. know that they liked it enough to pass along the word and say, like, trust you with their friends. Yes. I like and that. you and your staff made it a pleasurable shopping oh, yeah. experience. We tried. <laughs> yeah. I know you did. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what um, education do you think that not, um, you can talk about realtors specific or just entrepreneurs in general, yeah. do you think is needed to, to really be um, successful? Bo both any entrepreneur, because a realtor is a small business, mm -hmm. but uh, any small business, um, I like the school of hard knocks is the best education mm -hmm. you can get. I am not a proponent of uh, like, I guess, seminars and webinars and mm -hmm. gurus teaching, especially in real estate. There's so many people teaching you how to invest and how to do this. And you could spend $10,000 <clears> on a conference mm -hmm. or you can just put that towards a property, go yeah. buy a property and fail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you will learn more doing oh, that yeah. than listening to somebody talk about it. Um, I'm huge on, I listen to a lot of big podcasts, uh, real estate podcasts, one of them's called Bigger Pockets. I'll, I'll plug that one. It's, it, it, I got an MBA listening to that like driving around showing homes. I listened to probably a thousand hours of that podcast and it taught me how to invest in real estate. Mm -hmm. um, and it was free, just listen to their yep. ads, um, which <laughs> the ads are relevant towards real estate investors. So I would definitely recommend go out and do, uh, it's the best thing you can do is just fail forward. Yep, oh, I like that, fail forward. That's a good little quote there. <laughs> um, along with that, I know you said you listen to podcasts, but one, what is a, a book that you think is needed? Every small business yes. owner needs to read. <laughs> uh, the E-Myth. The E myth. Okay. Uh, e stands for the entrepreneur or entrepreneurial myth. Mm -hmm. um, that book is how Brooke and I built Paper and Home. Uh, we were sitting at a bar in Brooklyn and reading it and dog earing the heck out of it <laughs> and making notes. We built that company uh, assuming it would be a franchise. And that wasn't necessarily our goal, but we were like, let's build it to be one. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, that means systems. Yes. Um, so every business needs good systems and that book will teach you that and how to set them up. So we documented everything we did from day one when it was the two of us in our bedroom as if we were McDonald's. Oh, um, yeah. So that that has taught me so much. And that's why like we have a style guide as one yeah. example. Mm -hmm. um, everything there's a, there was a guide for everything at our company. And um, that's how my team operates, too. You know, we just just using Google Drive. There's folders about oh, yeah. like what to say, you know, how, how everything should work in our company. Mm -hmm. And when you're new, don't think you need everything done up front. Again, that's that like. Oh, I'm going to take another seminar or just like, uh, what is it called? 
paralysis analysis. People get paralysis analysis. So just overthinking things like, oh, I need to create all these systems Mm -hmm. before I start. No, just start and the Mm -hmm. systems will present themselves. If you find yourself doing something over and over again, document it and, and, and you'll, you won't have to repeat it. Um, I use a lot of those systems, even just sometimes texting people Mm -hmm. in my business. I often or text or email very similar things on every transaction. Mm -hmm. So I use like Apple's text replacement. (laughs) Uh, if I'm writing an offer, Mm -hmm. you know, I just type O F F R and an offer email template comes up. That's nice. So, and time, like you're saving a lot of time by doing that. Yeah, time is the most valuable resource okay. in life and in business. So yeah, the E myth. Yeah. Okay. Game changer. I'm, I'm gonna read that and I'm gonna tag that at the end of the on the link. Take notes uh, yeah. when you read it. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, uh, I'm definitely. I take notes in my books. I don't perfect. know. Some people are like, oh, you write in your book, but I, no. I do. Uh, my mentor Tom Huser said, "I'm not impressed if you read 30 books a year. I'm impressed if you understand three. Oh yeah. So like See? he'll reread books mm-hmm. instead of oh, trying I to read multiple books. books. Yeah. Uh, thank you to my high school English teacher that made us annotate our books. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the dumbest thing at the time, of course, in high school. But yeah, I definitely reread a lot of books and I take notes in them and I. That's how you learn all the new words you see and all yep. that. Shout out to that. your teacher. Yeah. I uh, love that. Mr. Mass. <laughs> um, uh, I really like that you, I've never heard the term paralysis analysis. Oh, no, I get, I get super overwhelmed and then I don't do anything, but well, that's, like that's my ADHD. So I'm like, <laughs> but I like that, that. Like, I like that term for it. Like I just, that's why I like to make the lists and I like to do one like baby steps, but I like that paralysis analysis. I'm going to yeah. use that term now because that's, oh, wait, it's that's me. Paralysis oh, by analysis or analysis paralysis. Analysis paralysis. Something okay, like I'm that. saying it backwards. I don't know. Whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is, that's me. Yeah, getting caught up so, in overthinking things. Yes, basically. definitely. Uh, okay, so what would current you tell, and you can decide when you would tell this to you, you're about <laughs> to start a business, You whether that's before paper at home, whether that's like right yeah. when you're getting your realty license. Uh, relax. Relax. Yeah. Uh, be patient. Uh, you're not, you know, Rome wasn't built in the day. Yeah, true. Um, so entrepreneurs, you know, we're go-getters by nature and want it all and want it now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I stressed myself out too much to be successful early. Um, now that I've been at it for, you know, almost more than 15 years as an entrepreneur, it's crazy that time has really flown by. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, and maybe it took 15 years for me to like start a real estate team, but um it really did fly by fast so just be patient relax enjoy yourself take time for yourself i worked myself to the bone burning the candle at both ends and it wasn't good for my health uh you know i definitely got sick doing it so yeah i would tell old me to relax and take a break (laughs) and be patient there's time you're good uh yeah it's definitely not good for um i'm interviewing another she owns the mental health moment the uh nonprofit. Her name is Melissa. She's awesome. I'm also interviewing her. Cool. But uh, we were talking about how uh, being too into it and being too, like like you said, burning the candle at both ends is not good for your physical health, your mental health. It, like, it can totally, you can crash and burn doing that. So She's right. I'm going to uh, tune yeah. into that episode. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I will. That's honestly, we had to like cut that episode in half because like our interview, I've already done half the first half. I still need to do the second half. That one's probably going to be the longest interview. There's <laughs> sure. so much to talk about. In oh, man. It's, uh, it's never oh, yeah. And it's so relatable. It's 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 great. But yeah, yeah we, definitely listen to that one. <laughs> we all we all need to admit, you know, we all have mental oh, yes. health challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, it's get the stigma away from that. Yeah, it's okay exactly. to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I could talk about that forever. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm big on, you know, uh, a lot of the books I read are about mental health. Uh, oh, yeah, and just, awesome. yeah, just to educate myself again, yeah. you know. School of Hard Knocks is yes. uh, <laughs> journaling, like what happened and why did I react that way? Yeah. And just trying to be more, uh, just improve myself mm-hmm. as a, as a and person. And take it as seriously as you would a broken leg or as a cancer. Like you have yeah. to take it. It's just because it's invisible. That's good. That's a good that. analogy for yeah. me as somebody who's broken a few bones. <laughs> yeah. I've only broken one. I'm a slip and slide. Uh, it was like one of those downhills it was actually a desert breeze park yeah you know that really big hill we like yeah. set up a tarp and i the very first time i jumped went down and i just like landed wrong Jeez. my friend's dad had to carry me up the hill oh so yeah that was not fun no. but <laughs> neither no. is a mental health problem so yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's definitely treat, a good treat it like a broken bone. yes exactly uh okay what is your approach um 
this goes kind of along with just starting a business in general, mm -hmm. but uh, risk taking, like when you know that you have to take a next step, but you're nervous yeah. too, what about that? I am a, a big risk taker when I uh, look back. Um, I, I will often jump off the cliff and then build my parachute <laughs> on the way down kind of You'll guy. You'll move to Las Vegas, get married, and start a business Exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Go into debt doing yep. so. Uh, <laughs> eat ramen noodles, make sacrifices. I mean, I am all about taking risks. Uh, I think we only have one life and I ask myself, what's the worst that could happen? Um, and, you know, if I end up whatever back back in New York or, you know, living with my in-laws uh, or, you know, like I just know I trust in myself that the worst case scenario I will overcome. Um, so I have no fear of failure. I always look at what's the worst case scenario and am I okay with that? Oh, and I then like that proceed. Yeah. And nothing is life or death that is like in business. Like you're not gonna, no. you can, everything is fixable. Right. It's just you ego. You can come back from anything. Failing. Yeah, yeah. I failed. I'm, yeah. I'm a bad person. I, I should give up versus failing forward. Yeah. And like, uh, I'll give you another quote since we're doing quotes today. I'm a quote guy in case nobody can tell. Uh, Nelson Mandela quote is he goes, I, I, I never lose. I either win or learn. And I love Ooh. that quote. Yeah, like, that is yeah. a good one. I, it's so true. That was a game changer for me. Like, yeah. there's no thing as a loss. It's just take the lesson. Yes, exactly. And move on. Dust well, your, how many times did off. Edison fail to do the light bulb? Yeah, that's he a learned. great one. He, you know what? That's a quote, too. I didn't learn. <laughs> I didn't fail a thousand ways. I learned a thousand, a thousand ways not to, not yeah, to, not uh, to do Yeah, well, not to do. Like okay, that. yeah. I yeah. should probably know that. It's like a really famous quote. But yeah, we got yeah, close enough. We got, it. <laughs> we got the principle. Alex and I are butchering quotes today oh, yeah, for everybody out there. <laughs> just don't take our word for it. <laughs> we can do a whole podcast of us just butchering quotes. Right? There's um, so many podcast ideas. I already have a next one. I'm <laughs> like, if I once I like perfect this one and learn, learn how to edit and stuff, I'm making all the podcasts. <laughs> you, you do have ADD, but that's a good. Oh thing. yeah. Oh no. I channel do. it. I do. Just channel I, it. I'm the person that, um, like, and I didn't. I was never diagnosed until like probably a year ago. Like, oh I, wow. I didn't know because I wasn't like fidgety. Like, I wasn't like your typical kid. Like, couldn't sit down, run around. Uh -huh. But I will get. This is gonna be my hobby. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this for the rest of my life. I buy all the stuff you need for that hobby. I buy the machines. I buy the supplies. I spend $300 in one day buying all the stuff. Right. I sit down. I read all the books, how to do it. I learn, all, watch all the YouTube videos. I do this. I make my first thing. And I'm done. And you're done. Next thing. <laughs> Check. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's bad. So I'm already you, like, I need to reel this back. And you mentioned <laughs> you have the Cricut. Is that one of those? Oh, uh, yeah. I actually sewing. use my Cricut all the time. Do you uh, know the Cricut is the one where um, you like play, you design your SVG, whatever, on here, and then you can print vinyl. To, so, okay, so this I made. Like, you can do tote bags. <laughs> she showed oh, yeah. me a bag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A tote bag that says ho bag. We're gonna be um, <laughs> we're gonna do pre-sales on this. So I just made this Winnie that I haven't That'll posted it yet. This one says shop small bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Another good one. So I, I'm gonna do like uh, pre-sales on these, but you can make anything because this is like the iron on vinyl. There's permanent vinyl you put on like hard material. There's um people use it out there, Maddox and Co. I'll yeah. plug. She does the cups out here. That's the cricket probably she's so this vinyl. is a perfect career for you because you can oh, yeah. constantly just you have a new idea, you yeah, can see, that's put why it on I, the I, I think I really like working here because I, I can, like it. I can try the podcast and I'm not like yeah. I, I, I hope I mean I really I really have enjoyed this. So I think I'll stick with this I one. Could, but. One could say you're a go-getter instead of ADHD. You're oh, just, I like that. You just I'm going to say that. Just channel it. Yeah, just channel yeah. it. It's a good thing. Yeah, I see. And I'm the, I'm the jack of all. What is it? The, another quote. Jack of all trades and a, a master of none. A jack of all trades and a master Guilty. of none. But I, that's okay. You don't have to master everything. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I definitely do that. So I, I could say I'm a risk taker too. But, good. You are. Um, so, okay. So speaking of risk taking and then um, on failing forward, which yes. I like. Uh, what is one practice thing? And I know you already said that you yeah. picture the worst case scenario. You think, am I okay with this? Uh, what else do you do? Um, a mindset that gets you through the times when you're like, you're really feeling that, that failing. Maybe you're not feeling failing forward. Yeah. Um, I have found some self-care. Uh, I'm starting to do that. <laughs> uh, um, you know, whether that's uh, lately just a walk in the desert has been extremely grounding uh, to get the, all the stress off of my mind and mm -hmm. out of my chest and a few deep breaths uh, out in nature. Fresh air is like the best drug there is. Oh, yeah. And um, we have a lot of, of like hikes you can do. We have a lot of places to go. Yes. 
Las Vegas is so much more than the strip for those listening, not from here. If you're from here, you know, but one of the prettiest places in America is the Las Vegas desert. So that's a big one. Um, I am, I have a great meditation practice. It's super approachable for anyone interested in starting it. I literally just make sure I do it every day and that could be five minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, I use an app called insight timer that has endless catalogs of guided meditations based on what you are looking to achieve. Um, whether it's just affirmations or anxiety busters or chakra cleansing, if you believe in that. So I make that a regular practice, um, which not only helps me in the moment when I need to pause, but throughout the day. So I start my day with it and I typically end my day with it and it helps me get through a lot of things. Um, but you know, I'm far from perfect. I definitely get stress and anxiety because as a go-getter, you know, you throw a lot on your plate, it can be stressful. Oh, yeah. Um, and I can overwhelm myself with mm -hmm. so many things. I feel that. <laughs> okay. You understand? Yeah. I want to do this, 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 yep. this, and this. So I do that. And sometimes I just got to pause and reflect, uh, on that. Um, I try to just journal a little bit every morning and read every morning and kind of get a good foundation for the day. And then aside from hiking, uh, I'm a kind of an avid cyclist here in town and oh, okay. there's nothing better for like focusing your brain on the present moment than being on a bike going oh, yeah. 30 miles an hour. You have to You focus. cannot be distracted. <laughs> so it's been very good for me uh, mentally and also it's great exercise oh, and yeah. fresh air again. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I, I really, I haven't been out there in too long, but I, I used to take drives like the Red Rock Loop. Yeah, isn't that great? I love doing that. I used to do that in high school a lot, but yeah. Like, I don't know why I haven't done that in a long time, but that was always today. Like, I know I'm going to go today. Well, I'm going to Luke Bryan tonight. So okay, I know we'll this, this podcast won't be <laughs> for a while, but uh, tonight I'm going to Luke Bryan. So that's my um, weekend. Like, Make sure you scream and sing really loud. I'm so loud. excited. I can't wait. Um, my <laughs> shirt actually says, I know I'm, I, I, this podcast is usually clean, but I didn't because I've been so crazy busy. I, um, I wanted to make a shirt first. Savannah works at Page and Rye. She's Lotus Honey. I'm also going to interview her. She wanted, we were going to, we had all this grand plans to make t-shirts. Hers was going to say, have a little margarita on the front and the back was going to say one margarita, two margaritas, three margarita shot. And then I was going to say, no, Luke, you shake it for me. Cause you know, this country girl, <laughs> shake it for me. I'm singing on a podcast. Um, yes. Melissa, who I talked to, I know, right? Melissa, who I talked about, is the mental health. Her husband's name's mm. Luke, and she doesn't know this, so I hope that I make it before this comes out. But I'm going to make her a shirt that says, no, Luke, you shake it for me, too. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm doing that. that even though I never made mine for the concert, I'm going to make hers for yeah, something. Yeah, because she'll get legs out of that. She yeah, can wear yeah, it all yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. But my shirt today like that I'm – oh, we're fine. <laughs> my shirt today, I don't ever cuss on this podcast, but it says <laughs> yeehaw, bitches. <laughs> so I'm so excited to wear it tonight. But... You're welcome, Paige so that's and Rye. I'm bringing the smut to your oh, podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah. You hang around me long. <laughs> Enough. Well, we have the back. Before you leave, did you look at our back door room yet? No. So in there is all funny, like um, inappropriate jokes. There's like um, a butt candle in there right now. There's <laughs> there's funny um, doormats. There's wrapping paper, the middle finger all over it. Like that, that has funny stuff. I'll in take it. a look. But people love that room. <laughs> but that's where these will go in the, in the back door. But love it. our tote bags. Um, but yes, I, I I love the Red Rock drive. I'll have to start tomorrow because you really do Beautiful. need something that. Yeah. ground you and makes you think about like if especially nature when you see all the like the mountains the um how much there is out there yes you can see your place in, in right. this world and you can well really, said yeah it's, it's how small you are especially that's why i love the ocean because when you're standing there looking out it's an endless nothing like it's the deep yeah you really feel where your place is and you're like okay nothing i'm gonna do that's wrong is gonna end this this mm -hmm. So you can and you makes can you feel a part of it all. Yes, yeah. So when you drive the loop, make sure you get out and I know I will. Get away from the machine of the car I for know, a minute. Right? <laughs> Leave the phone in the car. I will. I'll take my son out there. He's almost two. He likes to sit and play in the dirt. So he'll love that. <laughs> Plenty of dirt out there. It's good. Uh okay. This one's a fun question. So okay. if you were given right now, I handed you ten million dollars in capital. You have to use it though, nothing personal, you're not going on vacation. Why are it has to be towards your business? Um not one vacation. things like that. Well, is it a business vacation? Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, it's business planning. Right? Yeah, of course. Our annual meeting. <laughs> you got to write uh, it out. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, at, our, at this annual meeting, I would plan uh, <laughs> this annual meeting in Fiji. Right. Um, I would, I, not probably, I know I would definitely uh, expand my real estate business to um, expand the investing side. Mm -hmm. So house flipping. 
um, as well as more buy and hold. So uh, one of Brooke's talents as well, she's a feng shui practitioner. Um, I mentioned her knack for you know, like visual merchandising and what I call zhuzhing. Uh, <laughs> she does that really well in real estate as well. So uh, I think the two of us would take that capital and uh, buy, start small, but buy some single family homes that need a little love oh, yeah. and uh, put our design touch on it. And between Maybe me- the next Chip and Joanne. People say that because <laughs> I kind of have some reddish hair and she's half Asian. So we do look oh, yeah, a little really like that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not the first person to say that. Um, Nothing wrong with that, I guess. We'd be we'd be the more uh, them, so city version of them. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have any goats or kids oh, running around, good. but um, we'll be a version of them. But yeah, we could definitely do that. Um, that's something I, I would I would absolutely do today with ten million dollars, um, including uh, moving into multifamily. Mm -hmm. And then my real big vision I don't know if ten million gets me there is um, to 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 have a um, an apartment slash learning center Ooh. for underprivileged youth and young adults. Okay, that um, is the best answer that you've given. Thank you. <laughs> I uh, love that. I support Shannon West Homeless Youth, Homeless youth Center. Uh, they allow children in there who are teenagers to early 20s who've been displaced um, by many reasons. Um, and you have to have a job or be in school to uh, have a bed there. They mm -hmm. have like communal kitchens. And I like that there are rules and structure. It's not mm -hmm. just a handout. Um, these kids, these young adults have to earn and want to better themselves. So I basically want to build on that idea, but teach uh, financial literacy and teach real estate investing and, and try to help people um, get on the right path at a younger age. Aww. So um, that is a vision of mine that I hope to achieve, you know, in the next 10 years, that's going to take about 10 million. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I would start with the, the house flipping to build up more capital in order to do something like that. Oh, yeah. That is such a cool one. I love that. That's awesome. And Thank I like you. that you're not just, like you said, it's not just a handout and that you're teaching things. Yeah. That would be, that would be really Our fun. schools don't teach enough basic financial uh -huh. literacy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I didn't know how to write a check oh, until I was 18. You know, <laughs> um, thankfully I had a father who uh, was entrepreneurial and, and liked to wheel and deal, still does. <laughs> Shout out to dad. Uh, taught me a lot about, you know, um, finance in, in his way. You know, he's a, <laughs> uh, he's definitely a school of hard knocks entrepreneur taught me his ways. And I, you know, I was lucky enough to go to college and learn business, but um, combining what I learned in college with what he taught me, I did have some sense of financial literacy once okay. I was about 18, but I was like, why didn't anybody teach me this in high school? It's like, you, I don't even, I don't know if other schools do, but like my school didn't even have like home anymore as like a general thing. Like they didn't really? teach you how to do like, even some people don't even know how to do like laundry. Like, yeah, how to do like, laundry. Yeah, like you and... got to know how to do not only like the business stuff, but your life. Like, you got to know how to yeah. live life and I not could, be just I your parents. I could sew house. a pillow right now, yeah. thanks to Mrs. Trendell yep. in home economics. <laughs> um, and I just realized I said write a check, so I just dated myself. Very for everyone oh. out there who's uh, born in the new millennium, a check is. No, I'm just kidding. I still write checks for my rent because I like to have the. I mean, I know you can like go back on your bank statement, but I like to have the like written like. Yeah. I think it's an, it's nice to be like the old school part of it. Like I yeah. still like to take notes and lists, yes. paper lists. I like to, I'm not just always on my phone. Huge lists. fan of that. Oh yeah. But then I lose my paper and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but they say sometimes just writing it down is enough to mm -hmm. remember it. Yeah. Even if you don't reference it yeah, ever again, exactly. it helps the brain remember it better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. But yeah, I know checks will, I don't even have, actually, when I say I still write checks for my rent, I give the money to my mom and she writes a check for the rent because I don't have checks. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they are becoming less like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do not, um, I don't even have any that are in my, on my bank account because what, what do I need checks for now? Exactly. Thank you, Zell. <laughs> I know, right? Um, no, I love that. I really, I can't, I can't wait to see that happen. It's going to happen. You. And I'm looking forward to All it. All right. You're involved now. Yes. I'll teach something. I don't know what, I, what I'll teach, but I'll teach something. You will. I'll we'll learn have, another yeah, skill. Yeah. Say, <laughs> you'll probably teach 10 different things. Uh, yeah. I'll just teach the class on how to do a bunch of hobbies. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like. Um, okay. So I know we talked about that's a 10 year thing. Yeah. So if you and I were meeting, um, today in three years, we're meeting back here. Uh, what would it take for you to feel happy about your progress uh, from um, here to then? That on a three-year term would be for my agents on my team to be highly successful, uh, to have changed their lives financially and uh, feel like they've 
they've grown. Um, that's kind of my focus for my next three years is to is to grow my team, keep grow it. I mean, in small numbers, but mm-hmm. in in big ways yes, yeah. in life. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would consider myself successful if I have done that. And I'm also working like five days a week instead of eight days a week. Oh, that yeah. would be fantastic <laughs> three years from now. Yeah, I think Lauren and I would, would like that too. So. <laughs> uh, that's good. I like that you said growing not in numbers, but in, in their success and they um, the individual, like their knowledge, stuff like that. Yeah. Like that. The, you know, like, I forget who told me this one, but like, you know, dig deep, not wide. Like oh, yeah. I, I want to like go deep with the people I have right now who mm-hmm. are loyal to me and I'm loyal to them and I want to make them very successful. And if yeah. you bring on other, other agents along the way, great. But, um, that, that would be my goal. And again, with systems, like my, my first few agents, uh, shout out to Seth and Shelly, they're there to learn with me. They recognize that I haven't had a real estate team mm-hmm before and yeah, yeah i've been successful on my own but i haven't been a successful oh, team yeah. I'm leader sure it's totally different and they they recognize that we're yeah. honest with each other and like they give me feedback about <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you probably could have done this this way or here's a better yeah. idea i listen yeah. so yeah i'm very loyal to them and i hope to make them successful along that's the way good. that's awesome i like that okay our next couple questions are writing questions from uh, i put on our story um if you didn't know uh listeners we put uh, the story leading up to our interview that week uh who we're going to interview you can ask them questions on our little uh, question box on instagram super handy uh so the first one is um how has it uh been different for you um you can talk about during too but like the difference between your pre-covid uh doing business networking etc to now Sure. Um, thank you, everyone who wrote in a question. That's awesome. I'm very <laughs> humbled by that. Um, I saw you post that, and I'm like, no one's going to ask any questions. So thank you. Um, Pre-COVID versus post-COVID real estate. So COVID changed everything. Uh, thankfully, we were considered uh, mandatory or whatever required, oh, yeah. whatever the label was. So we were able to operate after a few months of quarantine, um, and we had to wear, you know, wear masks, and it was like everybody expected, but. Um, I started doing like Zoom showings and FaceTime mm-hmm. showings for people from out of state, uh, people yeah. even in state, because um, people needed to move regardless of the pandemic for various mm-hmm. reasons. And I learned to show property virtually. Oh, yeah. And I did several deals with people, including uh, one story is a family from Florida bought a reasonably expensive home here uh, in Summerlin and bought it sight unseen based off me on FaceTime. So yeah. that was really nerve wracking to hand over keys and somebody making a major investment and in moving their family I know, across so I was country. Just thinking to myself, I was like, I still don't know if I could just do it off of yeah. FaceTime. Let's talk about trust. Yeah, right? I was going to say, I have a lot of trust in you. Uh, thank you for trusting me. Yeah. Uh, Ted <laughs> and Angela. So yeah, they, you know, that I did that a few times over the pandemic. And now um, even this morning, uh, I wrote an offer for somebody in California on a fourplex site unseen. Oh. Um, and, you know, actually I haven't even seen the property because it's tenant occupied. We couldn't oh, get in, yeah. but like there's, there's trust and there's ways mm-hmm. to get the deal done. And also the buyer has outs in case it blows yeah, up. Yeah. So I just make sure <laughs> people are aware of the outs. So I definitely have learned to operate remotely and sell real estate remotely. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the technology that we had this pandemic, like I'm thinking back to like older, like polio, you know, Yeah. like they, I don't know, it was hard for us. So I don't know how they did it, but to have the technology that we have now to be able to still continue doing yeah. um, the kids. It's like, even though it was a hard thing to be doing school at home for kids, you could, you could yeah. do it. And yeah. you could, even though it was a little different, it was weird to show, um, a, give a tour over FaceTime or whatever. You can. Yeah, have we have resources. Skill. Yeah, we have those resources yeah. now. Electronic signings. Oh, yeah. You know, I haven't had anybody sign a contract oh, yeah. physically since the pandemic. Yeah, I, Even, like, I don't think I've signed a contract in person for a long time. Right. So, like, <laughs> I, I was on a listing appointment the other day, and they're like, "All right, we want to work with you." And I was like, "Great, I'll send you the paperwork." Yeah. Like where I used to bring it to the meeting, and yeah. now I'm just like, "All right, yeah, handshake." Time saver. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. It's all it's all documented, and it's, mm-hmm. it's more efficient. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I am grateful for, even though sometimes the technology fails on me or I don't know how to use it, I guess. Yeah. Um, it is in the end overall, it's a better thing than not. The, it's a gift and a curse. I know. Right. Um, my grandma thinks I know how to do everything technology. <laughs> and I, I think like you I used to like her. when, yeah. And I guess I, I knew more, no more than her, but like when, the, when I first got my phone, I looked, you know, like I knew how to use it better, but now I'm not that I'm, I'm not even 30. It's not like I'm, older but uh i still there's still newer things that like maybe teenagers know how to do now that i don't yeah. like i still don't have a handle on tiktok but she's always like how do you do that like how can you do this for me and i'm like what 
I don't, I don't want know. to do that. And yeah. then you don't? Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, software updates, changes yeah, everything. Yeah, like, I don't know how to do that. You gotta have but friends to she help She has faith me. in me to, <laughs> to figure it out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Google. And we have Google. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, go to the school. How do I? Google University. <laughs> uh, that's how I know how to do everything. Uh, okay, so then um, how, I, we talked about uh, paper at home and we did talk about how uh, Brooke was able to use design from her background, that mm-hmm. she used a paper at home, now she does design for um, the Coxon group. Uh, how did you take that, like things that you've taken from um, whether paper at home or even before your uh, experience before paper at home into being a realtor? Um, I think customer service was the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. So being a boutique stationery store in a digital world, mm-hmm. uh, it was a, a real niche. So we had to compete with not only just people not wanting to send any paper invitations, but oh, yeah. them going online mm-hmm. to major websites and ordering them. We were even competing with Costco and Walmart. You know, yeah. they did invitations. So customer service is how we differentiated ourselves, mm-hmm. design and service. Yeah. So um, that's that's what I learned first and foremost is like, treat people correctly. They will pay a little more if they trust that you're going to do the job well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that skill, no matter what business you're in, is invaluable. Oh, yeah. Um, when I ordered my wedding invitations three years ago, uh, I didn't want to order just basic template online because you, mm-hmm. it's nice to know that someone behind, even though I was like messaging them on email or whatever, mm-hmm behind that screen is a person that's actually taking your photo and adjusting it correctly and they're they want they know you want this color and they're doing like they're helping you directly not just some right fill in the blank they personalize it for you yeah so that's definitely important in customer service as well um and we will do uh stuff for people that um like we make sure that we, if someone's looking for something that we don't have in store, we'll we'll text them and say as soon as it's here, we'll text you. Like tell, give us your number. Uh, we have you have to be like that. Right. That's how you get your loyalty exactly. from your customers. That's how uh, you keep them coming back. You keep them happy, and then you get those relationships too. Like um, I love there's certain there's customers that'll come back, and you love when they come back because you get to chat with them. You know what they like. Yeah, it's yeah customer service is definitely and, right. You get involved in each other's lives. It's mm-hmm. about people. And what they what they like. I mean, you're you're at this shop. You're giving people things they can't necessarily get online, and maybe mm-hmm. some of it you can. But it's that service to know, uh, like Alex knows what I like. She's looking out for me, uh, and that's why I keep coming back. Yeah, and and we love when they come back. It's it's great for us, and it's fun to see them over and over again. And we like yeah. it. Um, it. Okay, uh, this one I would like to know the answer to because it's did you write per- in it this question to me? Um, I did not, but <laughs> but I. Should have I don't know why I didn't. Um, what advice do you have for first-time homebuyers? Uh, trust the process, mm-hmm. um, but I would actually I'm gonna change my answer. Uh, <laughs> the you don't don't expect to get everything you've always wanted in a house on the first time. Yeah. Um, I tell people everybody first time, second or third time homebuyers like the goal is to find a house that satisfies 85% of your wishes. Mm-hmm. That's like the 100% house is a unicorn. It, it happens, but you know, like even I'm in real estate and I've owned, I've moved three times in Vegas, the three homes I've owned. I still, I'm not at hundred yeah. percent on my third try and I'm a <laughs> professional. Like, so to get to hundred percent is basically impossible. Mm-hmm. And if you're a first time home buyer, like even get to 75% because yeah. you probably won't be there forever. You could always improve it later. Um, so buy, you know, location, 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 get the neighborhood you want to be in. And even if it's not the neighborhood you want to be in, that's okay. Like just get in. Um, when you're especially young, but and you're a first time home buyer, time is your friend. Um, there's another, here's one more quote. Um, <laughs> time in the market is better than timing the market. So, oh, yeah. you know, don't try to time the market and say, oh, is it the bottom? Is it, am I buying at the peak? Just buy something. And then 30 years from now, you're going to be so happy you did yeah. instead of waiting 30 years or waiting five years. Mm-hmm. Don't delay that. So buy now mm-hmm. and I hate to say settle, but settle a little bit. It's <laughs> yeah. okay. You'll improve later because you're going to build equity in that house. You can yeah. sell it for a profit and then move into the neighborhood you want to. Yeah. I like that. I, I'm the person that's looking at what I don't, me and Dylan, I guess have very different opinions on houses, but I like to look at ones that like, I ignore the carpet. I ignore right. the wall paint. Right. I ignore the even like the more expensive sometimes I ignore the counter like maybe yeah. I shouldn't all but, that can change but um because if I'm fine with I, I'll be fine with that counter even though I hate it for a year mm-hmm. until I 
can uh, change it off. But he is like, no, I'm not looking. <laughs> like, look at that ugly cow. I'm like, no, but okay. ignore so it. So let's just say a counter costs $5,000 yeah. and you're renting mm -hmm. at 2000 a month. Mm -hmm. Well, two and a half months worth of rent you just spent Yep. <laughs> on counter, you could have spent on counter. Yeah, exactly. So move in, mm -hmm. stop paying okay, rent. I'm gonna make him listen. Build to towards <laughs> equity, save for the counters. Yes. And then buy them. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And See? we want the backyard, and that's harder to find here. Dylan, listen to Alex. I know, right? <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> Not just in this aspect, in every aspect. But find. <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, find 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 the backyard size yeah. that that because that you can't change. Yeah. So yeah. Like, find that's that. harder to find here, and then also yeah, we want true. RV parking. See, like, yeah, if you're, yeah. if don't, if you don't need that right now, <laughs> right, like, you, yeah. you don't need it right yeah. now. Do you have an RV? We have his parents. So. Okay. You have it on your property. Not right now. They pay someone. So, right. so they you, should be paying out. <laughs> yeah, sure. But you can always yeah, yeah, store yeah. it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, don't let that stop you. It's not a necessity. That's the thing that don't yes, let that stop yes, you from exactly. buying a house. Yeah. I just want, I, I rent out a basement, and which is not common here in base yeah. also. Is I rent out of which I didn't realize also that um, when I was growing up, uh, all my friends had basements. Like they were like, um, like maybe older custom homes, stuff like that, over hmm. by Bonanza, yeah. and a bunch. Uh, so then when people are like, wait, a basement? There's no basements in Vegas. I'm no. like, yeah, they all have them. That's very rare. I've only yeah. seen like 10 probably. Yeah. In so yeah, years. Um, there's, I live in a circle where 12 houses and probably six have basements. So there's six in one. Yeah, it's one definitely an older yeah, school yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's because we have such hard caliche and stone yes, that yeah. it's like such an expense to execute. So now that on. I love basements, I want one, but I'm like, okay, I'm not kind of a basement. Like, let it go. <laughs> I know, so I'm like, I let it go. But, um, <laughs> but I just want to get out into a house. And so I'm like, I like that you're saying just do it now. Yes. Like, yeah. Okay, fine. I'll go do it right now. <laughs> right now. You got to go. We're um, going to go look for I know we're going to go get, get something. Um, Okay, this one's fun too. Uh, what is the weirdest thing that you've seen in a house and you had to sell it? Whether you were, you had to like take a tour and say ignore that thing over there. Like, what's uh -huh. the weirdest thing? You've there's seen? there's been a few, um, but the one that comes to mind when I was a new agent, so I had no listings, uh, but I was looking to generate business. So what, what what you do is you do open houses at other people's listings. So mm -hmm. you know I'd scour the MLS and say, find homes. Say can I do it? Can I do an open house at your listing? And I found one, and the agent was kind enough to let me host the open house. Um, I get there and the house kind of smelled like a, just a medley of foods like they maybe didn't open the windows and like yeah. were frying chicken and i don't remember what it was but it kind of had a stink so i'm like okay great i open up all the windows and like getting the house ready i put all my signs out you know i put it on the mls i'm advertising i've door knocked the neighborhood like i have set up and prepared for this open house i don't let the stink bother me I, you know i open it up and i go all right let's 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 open up the door and um moments later uh i am going and opening up all the bedrooms i open up the doors i turn on the lights go back down open up the front door and, and a couple parties come in and i give my first tour and i'm touring the house and i go upstairs into a bedroom and there's a guy oh. taking a shower and he comes out like in a towel and i'm like hello and he's like looking at me i don't think he spoke english because he kind of just mumbled something i didn't understand uh -huh. and I, I asked who he was he called cops so i called the listing agent she's like oh they have a friend staying at the house this weekend i was like what were you, gonna tell you me should that? have told me i just i thought i was gonna get murdered yeah it was <laughs> freaked me out so um i never let my agents do open houses alone anymore you need a buddy system but that not only was it just like a horrible experience, but like genuinely, I was scared for my yeah. life. And uh, yeah, lesson learned. Oh Always uh, make sure the house is empty. Before yeah, you, you think that's something the house. that they would have said? Hey, just yeah. so you know. Oh, by the way, forgot <laughs> oh to tell gosh. you. Oh, yeah, my mouth is like I just like dropped my jaw. Yeah. Like what? That was the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> oh gosh, that's that's a funny story now that you're past the scared <laughs> part. Like. I just got anxiety, like thinking I know, about it. Right? I, I, I couldn't wait for you to get to the end. I was like, uh, what's so, going to happen? What's there? Yeah. I probably watched too many true crime shows because but he stayed the whole time. He just stayed oh, really? in his room. He's like watching TV <laughs> in his room. He wasn't like, excuse me, I'm going to leave. He's yeah. like, I'm staying here. I was like, okay, awkward. Right. This is my room now. <laughs> so All I was right. like, nobody go in that room. <laughs> uh, 
I thought you were gonna say it was like a squatter or something. So that at least it was a person yeah, that I knew. That's yeah. what I thought it was. Yeah. I was getting ready to call the cops, oh, yeah. but I called the agent first for some reason. At least I was thinking yeah. rationally because he didn't feel like I didn't feel threatened. It was he was either. showering, so yeah. I was like, either he's a friendly squatter just looking to take a shower, yeah. or he's staying here. But <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's scary, but now funny. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, and I'll tell one more if you don't mind. Oh no, of course. I tell, tell me all of them. <laughs> uh, so, Carla, this one's for you. Um, so, we close on a property. I represent the buyer. Uh -huh. We go in there, and the uh, her master bathroom had like leopard print wallpaper. Oh. And uh, you know, like I, I thought it was kind of cool, but then yeah. she changed it. But it was like <laughs> I'm like it's back in style. So. Uh, at closing, we're doing the walkthrough, and in the laundry room, there's like uh, it's rolled up wallpaper. Oh, it's uh -huh. like extra. Oh yeah. And she's like, "Here, you're like you can have it. You like it so much. Hands it to me." And a bag of weed just fell oh. out of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they left that behind. Yeah, the whole house was vacant. <laughs> they left the wallpaper, but it's like it's funny. Like, how, what's the story they left behind? Their weed behind? <laughs> I, something tells me it was like a kid hid it in there. Oh or, gosh. Like, but it was so funny that yeah, the whole house is empty, and there's that like got so like funny. a ten year old bag of weed fell out. And she's like. <laughs> This is awkward. Is weed like alcohol? Does it age? Well, I don't know. It didn't look good. It that looked so very funny. dry. Oh. Uh, but that was another weird thing that happened. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's hilarious. You're dealing with people's lives. You just oh, yeah. never know what you're walking okay, into. Okay, this is a whole other podcast Oh idea. my God, definitely We're going to, podcast. Probably, maybe there already is one, probably. But now I'm going to go find all of my realtor people and ask them the weirdest weird thing they've seen. And... Add that to that the list. That is so funny. I know. Um, okay, so our, our last question will be, um, I like to ask a last question that you can really pass good advice on to the listeners or, um, or just a fun last question that you have a good answer for. So uh, how do you personally define business success? Uh, it's different for everyone. For you, is it the money, the freedom, the creativity? Uh, what do you define it as? That's a great question. Um, and I think it's appropriate if I answer it with a quote. I think it's up. perfect. Yeah. Uh, a person <laughs> is a success if they wake up in the morning and go to bed at night and in between do what they love. I like that. Perfect answer. Perfect quote. Who's that quote by? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out and put it in the put episode in the notes. notes. Yeah. <laughs> That's I was hoping you were going to ask me that. I know. Well, I, I had to because you didn't say who it was. So I was like, does he know this? I was on purpose. We'll put it in the show notes. We will. I'm going to put all the correct quotes in the show notes yeah. of the ones that we said wrong. <laughs> that is so funny. Uh, well, thanks for meeting with me today. Yeah, Alex. Yeah, it was a pleasure. That was fun. Show. It was yeah. nice to meet you. You're the first person that I've interviewed that I didn't meet before. Oh, so I was a little nervous, but but you're you're a chill person. You have a good vibe. Thank so. you. Likewise. That to, yeah, it was fun. Thanks for having uh, me. This has been fun to do. But thank you guys for listening. Um, again, this was Michael Coxon. He is a realtor with the Coxon Group at the Standard, a real estate agency. Uh, so I will tag him in our uh, show notes. I'll tag him on Instagram. You can give him a follow. Um, tell us your social media real quick so people yeah, can follow it's you. simple, so, at Michael Coxon. All right, perfect. Keep it simple. <laughs> and then again, you can uh, find the show schedule. You can find show uh, posts and sneak peeks of episodes on our Instagram at Paige and Rye LV. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys in two weeks. We're excited to be able to bring small business owners to you, and we hope that you will stick with us as we grow. If you would like to keep up with our posting schedule and who's next, uh, follow us on Instagram at Paige and Rye LV. You'll be able to ask your own questions of the guests that are coming up, suggest other small business owners to interview, and much more. My name is Alexandria Yardley, and this has been Paige and Rye and You. We'll see you next time.